Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust. Destination Debbie, welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Elite Seekers, what's going on? Episode 31 is here and we are ready to roll. Hey, it's been a big week as far as news in the college football world. And uh, hey, what better time than to talk about it on episode 31. But before we get into all the craziness that is happening, as far as you know, potential recruits moving up in their classes, and, and then looking at where some guys are going to land. I want to talk to you guys about something uh, some of the listeners have been asking, and that's just a little bit about the specifics of what a Devi League is, and then what happens when when you decide you want to participate in a Devi League. What does that initial strategy look like for a startup? So I'm going to go ahead and give you my thoughts on, on both of those. Uh, I think it's a great topic. I know a lot of you are already experts in your field and, and you're here to just really learn about the recruits but hey let's continue to grow uh Devi fantasy football and, and see what we can do to bring on more people so i appreciate you if you are here as a college football fan or someone who already has the experience of playing Devi. so let's let's continue to get into it and just kind of refresh on, on what it means to be a Devi player so if you're looking at starting in a Devi league or you've just started in a Devi league it probably means that you've already dabbled in dynasty fantasy football we know by far the most popular version of fantasy football is your redraft leagues those are the leagues we've been playing for years and years where you go ahead and pick your team you play the whole entire year you can do trades and all that and then it's done we we die off in the off season we get zero football and then we start to crave it. And then we hear we got some friends that are playing Dynasty and we're like, what is that? How are you making a trade in February or March or April? What do you mean you're drafting in May? That's the fun of Dynasty. And once you get hooked on to Dynasty, I think it only goes up from there. And Debbie becomes a pretty easy transition unless you just hate college football. And if you hate college football, you're probably not listening to this. So that is not my problem and you are missing out. Uh, I'm, I'm hyped because Devi football is something I got into roughly seven, eight years ago now. 
and I've been hooked ever since. It is by far my favorite format because I love college football so much. I think another huge part about Devi that people don't think about is once you start to play Devi, it kind of requires that you do a little research, you watch some more college football, um, you read up on a lot more articles, you might listen to podcasts like this one, and you start to understand the prospects well before they reach your dynasty rookie drafts. So you become a way better dynasty fantasy football just by a byproduct of participating in Devi drafts in Devi leagues across the board. So, hey, if you're looking to raise your game in the dynasty world, come join a Devi league or just join some more Devi leagues. Really get into it, have some fun. I think there's a lot of leagues out there that are going to have a really, really shallow bench. So, if you're intimidated and you're like, I don't want to get too deep into it, hey, go start in a shallow Devi league. It's all good. But I really suggest if you're already in some leagues that are fairly shallow, like start to look into the deep Devi leagues. I'm in majority of my Devi leagues are now 30 players roughly or more that are in college football. So I love it. I really get to dive in. And that's why we're talking about these young prospects because we're able to draft them year over year in a lot of these different leagues. Whether you're a league that doesn't allow drafts until their freshman season or potentially you're in a league that is just like, hey, you can draft whoever you want, whenever you want. Uh, but, you know, obviously the younger you go, the higher the risk of them making it to the NFL level. So just some things to think about when I decide I'm in a Debbie league and I'm looking at the startup. People want to know how do you kind of differentiate, you know, between different players and, and the classes for me. And this really goes back to the elite seeker style. I think it's it's important to kind of set up your rankings, set up your tiers, whether that means checking out other experts rankings, kind of, you know, researching based on, on what you're seeing there and deciding if you agree with someone or disagree with someone and then reordering to what your satisfaction is. I definitely recommend watching some film on people if you got time for that. Um, but even if it's a few minutes just to confirm something that you've been reading between a few experts before you ultimately make a decision for yourself, I think you got to have each class ranked a little bit separately. And then you have to understand where is the tier break. So for example, if you think uh, the class that will be coming out next year is a class that, you know, after 10 players, it, it drops off. Well, guess what? Those are the first 10 players that should be on your list because you want players that are going to get to the NFL sooner rather than later because there's less risk involved there. Therefore, the value is going to jump a lot faster. And then you start to, once those first 10 players that are going to be in next year's class go, then you start to move on to the next tier. So say your class is now two years out. Now you start to jump into, say, another tier of 10 players. So now you kind of go down that list after you get through those 10 players of the class that's two years out, then they're gone and you move on to the class that's three years out and you do the same thing for that top tier and so on until you make it to the, to the last class or the, the class that's four years out, which is going to be the higher risk one, but there always is going to be some top end talent. And then I kind of look to restart that process, go back, who's my, my tier two guys that are still available you know, for next year's draft and then the, the draft after that and draft after that. So you kind of go through this process, starting with tiers, you know, is the, is the most important for each class. And then whatever year it is soonest for these players. So whatever year they're coming out um, is going to be really important to that process across the board. 
that's what it's about for me hopefully that makes a little bit of sense for you guys but i am always here and my dms stay open so if you got questions i think there's been some good ones coming in i'm looking to help you out with that so uh, if you got more specifics you're looking for, let me know. We're all about it here. We really want to just grow Devi football across the board and make sure a lot of people are having fun with college sports and what better place to do it than Devi fantasy football if you already are enjoying dynasty fantasy football yourself. So let's keep it going. But big time news, um, super, super um, interesting and really world rocking to the college football landscape. Quinn Ewers, you know about him if you've been listening to our episodes here, if you've been paying attention to anything on Twitter as far as top recruits. Quinn Ewers, the number two ranked quarterback all time, only behind uh, Vince Young and slightly ahead of Trevor Lawrence as far as 24-7 sports ratings as a recruit, has decided that he may forego his senior season. Now, we don't know for sure yet, but this is very interesting. It really has a lot to do with NIL. And his ability to immediately forego his senior season of high school where he can make zero dollars because he is in the state of Texas and Texas, as well as majority of other states, are not going to allow uh, high school athletes to make money, sign sponsorships and, and be eligible to play. So he has the option to forego his senior season, go to Ohio State early, red shirt there where he could play but i think if he goes we're, you're you're looking at a red shirt at this point because spring ball's over we're we're into the off season and i think it's it's really going to be a cj stroud football team for at least next year but he goes there you red shirt you get to know the coaches you learn from the program you sign a deal where you're making seven figures to start your college career and get ready for the nfl one year sooner why wouldn't you we don't know yet Still figuring that out, but I think this is really a big time move on his part. And I think it's something that we're going to see a lot more until uh, the NCAA or high school or, or everybody all together says, hey, you got to be 18 before you can come here and and or before you can sign a contract to make money. Not sure if that will happen, but it's definitely something to monitor. We knew that NIL is going to throw a big loop as soon as these college athletes were allowed to make money. I think it's great for them. But I think there will be a moment where we kind of see regulations and, and such. So I don't know how it's going to go, but Quinn Ewers is still deciding if that's going to happen. From what I'm hearing right now, it definitely seems he's leaning going towards uh, skipping the senior season and heading to Ohio State early. So stay tuned there. Now, let's take some time and talk about some recruits that have decided to commit, give their verbal commitments to which schools they're going to. Definitely some names that we need to talk about that have verbally committed this month. And uh, I'm really looking forward to where these guys landed. They're all high potential guys that really can make an impact on their program and have a great shot to end up at the next level and become high NFL draft picks. So let's get right into that with our first recruit. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Target on in three, two, one. 
First up, let's talk about running back Jabron Payne out of LaSalle High School. Yes, the LaSalle High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. This is a big-time school who puts out big-time talent. Now, Jabron is a running back that currently stands 5'10", 190 pounds. His 24-7 sports composite score is a 90.99, so definitely a great score there. He's ranked 246 nationally across all positions. I do expect that to rise, especially with his decision this week. He's currently running back number 24 and the ninth overall Ohio recruit. Now, Jabron is a guy that reminds me a lot of a Miles Gaskin type runner. A uh, little bit taller. He is 5'10", right? We mentioned that. 5'10", 190 pounds. He has the room to fill out a little bit. I don't think he's going to be a big time running back as far as size goes. But the way he moves, the way he is able to catch the ball out of the backfield to make a ton of plays for his team has been special. He ended up choosing Indiana this week, which is a big-time move for Indiana. They just continue to pile on the four-star recruits. So you love to see it's a program on the rise. Typically was known for its basketball for many, many years, right? Uh, Going back to the Bobby Knight days. And uh, now it's turned into a football school. So they have brought in a great class. They were already ranked right around number 20 nationally. And this is only going to help them out. But this is a kid who can come out and make an impact immediately as part of a running back committee. Alabama was all over him. Definitely wanted to bring him in. And I think that would have been a good move for him as well. But again, it just goes to show the rise of the Indiana program. He's a type that can make one cut and just take off. His acceleration and stop and go is really, really special. I love his agility. He can stop on a dime, make guys miss. And that's really, really important when you're looking at a running back that can kind of leak out of the backfield, catch these short passes, really support his quarterback, and always be that outlet that can not only just catch the ball and pick up a couple yards, but can actually break it for long runs. Um, I, I do think that he still has some room to grow in the speed department, and that will come with some more muscle. He's not the biggest guy. As I mentioned, he's 190 pounds. He doesn't look super cut yet. So I think stepping into the Division One weight room and nutrition programs is something we continually talk about on the show because it is a game changer for some of these guys. So I think once you see him go there and really work on his body as well, it's only going to raise the ceiling. Uh, 24-7 Sports compares him to Damian Harris, probably more for his one-cut ability there, but uh, Miles Gaskin is the guy that stands out to me. Uh, I know he's not like the biggest one, but the thing about Miles Gaskin and Jabron that, that really kind of are similar to me, uh, aside from the agility and the pass-catching ability, Jabron has crazy good balance. He stays low uh, and his legs are really, really strong. So that's what got Miles Gaskin, you know, as far as it has so far. And I think why Miles Gaskin is going to be a super underrated running back again for the Miami Dolphins and why Miles Gaskin is an all time record holder for the University of Washington. So pay attention to Jabron Payne. He is a kid that I really like, and he's not listed in the top 10. So this can be more of a sleeper pick for you, but I do think he's going to get a lot closer to the top 10 before it's all said and done. Currently ranked as running back 24. So pay attention. Make sure you got Jabron on your list. This is a kid that will be under the radar a little bit, but has immense ceiling and could definitely become a starter at Indiana and then beyond at the NFL level. So mark him down. Make sure you know him and uh, go check out his highlights in his film if you haven't already.
We're going to talk about the first ever offensive lineman that we have ever mentioned on Elite Seekers, and that's because I believe this commitment is massive and really has a lot of effect on some other players that we brought up on this show. So we're going to talk about Kelvin Banks, 6'5", 300-pound offensive tackle out of Summer Creek High School in Humboldt, Texas. This is a big-time get for the Oregon Ducks, pulling them over many SEC schools. You got the Texas A&M, Texas, all all these schools all over uh, Mr. Mr. Banks. And uh, I'm telling you, this kid is the real deal. 99.05 composite score from 24-7 sports and just has the size and athleticism you love to see. Big body, huge frame. And he can move really, really well. He's the type of guy that can come in, play guard, play tackle. So that's going to allow him to see the field a lot earlier. But I think this is big when you're talking about a quarterback recruit that I love and Ty Thompson coming in there for 2021. So to get a lineman the next year that is going to be uh, protecting him and, and most likely have a chance at one of these tackle positions, you love to see that. This kid, Kelvin, has a wingspan of six foot ten. And that is huge, and you love to see that because it allows him to engage and really block well with his arms and, and do a lot of different things that you're going to need to do to create some holes or protect your quarterback. We know Byron Cardwell. We know Seven McGee, two running backs that I like that I think are going to be great compliments to your wide receivers that are going to be going deep. And to throw the ball deep, you're going to need a little bit of time. So Troy Franklin and Dante Thornton are going to really benefit from this especially going in probably will be their their second year on the field because i do think both those guys see the field this year for the oregon ducks but oregon man is just on a roll i think the nil will help them as phil knight is going to continue to um, be able to just do different sponsorships with some of these guys and and really make sure that nike money helps out his school so this is a crazy one kelvin banks a big recruit out of Texas, somebody that I think just really helps continue to build that brand that Oregon has been known for with offensive linemen. Obviously, we knew Penn High School this year uh, was a big-time get for the Detroit Lions in the NFL draft, and Kelvin Banks has that type of potential. He has the potential to be a first-round draft pick, and uh, that is just going to make everybody around him so much better. Games are won in the trenches. Yes, we talk about playmakers all the time, but when you're looking for these elite-type guys, you want guys to develop. You want them to have opportunity to do that. They have to have great teammates around them and allow them to win a lot of games to get on the national stage so hey this is a big one i know we don't talk about offensive linemen all the time but this is plus for ty thompson seven mcgee byron cardwell troy franklin dante thornton and so on i'm telling you this is a program that is trying to get back to that national level we saw oregon make a run there for a few years but never could just get those big boys that could compete against the sec schools on the national stage Hey, they're going for it now. So pay attention. Kelvin Banks, great verbal commitment for the Oregon Ducks this month. As far as prospects go, that is all we have this week. So you know it's time for the quote of the show. This one I love, and it comes from our guy Ray Lewis. So coming from the football world, this guy played his heart out on the field. One of the ultimate competitors. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to a Ray Lewis um, speech, they're powerful, man. This guy really speaks from the heart, and he is one that, that uh, stays true to his words. So what's the difference between you and the man sitting beside you? It's 1%. In my business, only 1% makes it. If everyone had the same dream, only one will make it from the crowd. Who will that be? Hey, 
You got to look around, decide what you're doing, figuring out how are you going to be different. Everybody says they want to win, but what are you going to do to be different? What are you going to do to stand out? So thinking in the fantasy football world, you know, when I first started podcasts, I knew this was going to be a grind and, and it's a fun thing for me. But I'm telling you, hey, I've seen what guys like Ray and other people that are just ascending in this industry are doing. You got to be different. You got to stay true to you. And yes, the grind is important, but it's about what are you going to do in, in, in being smart with that plan? How are you going to execute that plan? How are you going to be consistent? And that can be played to anything you're doing in life, any goals you're going after. But powerful, powerful words from Ray Lewis. So hopefully that quote helps you guys out a little bit. I appreciate everybody coming in and listening with us again. You're going to just continue to see more and more content. We did a live stream this week just talking about some training camp stuff, but uh, it's it's fun. So whatever questions you got, throw them at me. I will try to get stuff answered for you on the show or in DMs. Always here for you. I always appreciate the support. So reach out anytime at the Ben EV on Twitter. I got you. Thanks so much. That is all we have this week. Elite Seekers out.